What up, glitches? What is happening? Welcome back to the show. Adrian Earhart, your host here. Uh, you know all my, all my uh, nomenclatures. Um, here today with me is one of my favorite people in the entire freaking world. Uh, one of my best friends, Delaney Fisher. What's up? I love you so much. I love you so that much. That was the most beautiful intro You're I could have best. ever gotten. You're you know, the best. You gave me a beautiful intro when you married me and my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. We're just getting right into it. We're getting it. right into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm an open book. You know that. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we we went a little while without like hanging out and stuff because you had your man and I was all wrapped up in trying to be a good wife and save my ever failing marriage. Mm. And then uh, a couple months ago, I told you about what happened. Yeah. And you were quite upset. Yeah, we've yeah. reconnected. We connected. We're stronger than ever now. I know yeah. it's like, you know, you, I mean, God, we lived together for three years, mm-hmm. right? It's like you became my family, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's like with family, sometimes you see each other a lot and sometimes you don't, but nothing changes you know if yep. you're not speaking yep and so I'm just glad I'm seeing you more often now me like, too my feelings for you never changed it was just like the logistics of seeing you in person was yeah. not every day anymore it was weird it was very weird for yeah. me and I had a boy living in the apartment after you before he finally moved out oh yeah <clears throat> how'd that go he's great Mike was yeah. great yeah uh he he had a a knife a big knife that he named Susan <laughs> So it was like I was still there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And he would draw real good dicks, too. <laughs> Perfect. You, uh, How's Dicks by Delaney going? Dicks by Delaney is going really well. We, um, I'm about to hire another cartoonist. So that, <laughs> well, if the world doesn't end, let's mm-hmm. just preface it with that. Um, it's going very well. I, you know, I never thought I would be selling, like, digital products because I don't know how to work my fucking TV, as you know. <laughs> I still don't know how to use an iPhone. Uh, you used to try to teach me uh, the best you could, uh-huh. and I'm still very bad at technology. So the fact that I have any kind of digital income of any kind is kind of a miracle. It's astonishing. It is really You've astonishing. You've come a long way, baby. I have. I have. And I've had a lot of help. I have yeah. definitely not gotten here by myself. Well, I that's would a real boss. Have. Delegating. Yes. Yes. I've had to delegate. I've had to, you know, hire independent contractors. And I have an assistant now who's also my sister. So that's very fun. Nice. And just, you know, trying to spread these dicks all over the world, <laughs> you know, like... That is my goal in life. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just a business I have uh, where we turn people into digital dick cartoons that you can print on anything. So, you know, you turn your spouse into a dick, put it on some shirts for their, you know, party favor, yeah. give it on, give it as a gift. It's easier uh-huh. if you just see it. Uh-huh. It's, hard. it's always hard to explain to people. It's like, a great Novelty gift, and it's a yeah. it's a great like personal thing, and it's yeah handmade. Shop local, shop yeah, for women. Exactly, part of your proceeds go to uh, charity for women. Yeah, you know, it did last year. I might choose like a new charity every mm-hmm. year, but last year it was the LA Downtown Women's it. Center and stuff. So. I donate physical things to them sometimes. Yeah, that's great. Blankets and yeah. supplies and all that. Because if you donate to Goodwill, like, yeah, it's going to, you know, you can buy stuff for cheap, but like it goes for free to these people if you take it directly there. Yeah. And it's annoying. Downtown's annoying and it's scary. Yeah. Um, it's quite scary. It's very quite yeah. scary. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you and proud of your your evolution of dicks. Thank you. My God, you were there from the very beginning. You were there the night of the first dick mug where yeah. I just sharpied a bunch of penises on a coffee mug uh-huh. for went to JC Carias's holiday party, yep. right? And then your cheap ass didn't want to buy a gift. <laughs> yeah, I made you a spent gift. Three dollars on a gift. <laughs> I handmade a gift. Uh-huh. Um, and then. Yeah, people liked that mug. And from there, it was just like word of mouth, random 
orders I would get from these this dick mug I had mm-hmm. made. And mm-hmm. then I think you were the one that suggested you should try to sell these on Etsy or get yourself an Etsy account. I'm like, nobody's going to buy. I- nobody's <laughs> going to buy these. What are you talking about? And then I did. And people started buying them. And then uh, I was like, God, I, it's probably time to like figure out what I'm going to name this. And mm-hmm. I think you said Dick by Delaney. It's you, a no-brainer. You named my business. Dick's by Delaney. <laughs> Adrian named my business. And uh, who knew it was going to be the perfect initials for my logo is in the shape of a penis, mm-hmm. if you've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, who knew that was going to be? I mean, that's incredible. Delaney, that's a glitch. Is that a glitch? Yes. Nice. Yes. I'm glad. We're, yeah, glitching we all over. Yeah. I'm sure you and I glitched a lot over the years that we've known each other. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. You knew a lot of stuff that was going to happen to me before I did. That's for sure. You were always glitching at me. Yeah. You know? And but- I, I knew it was going to happen with me, too. I used to say to you, you like, to he's going to leave me for a 25-year-old. You used then- to say that. You used to also say it in front of him, too. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I manifested yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, but it's like he would also tell you, like, don't don't say that. Well, then don't do right? it. I oh, know. Wait, it's not crazy. <laughs> but it's not crazy. But, like, don't say that. Like, yeah. that's not that's not good to say about us. I know. And holy shit. I was right. I'm always right. I, I I really never saw that coming. And I lived with you guys for three fucking years. I know. And I was shocked when you told me that. Our, I, our marriage ended when you left. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was the glue. <laughs> me and my retainer walking around the apartment was the glue. Our kid left oh for college and we were like, why are we still trying to do this? <laughs> we were staying together for the kid and now the kid's gone. Oh, God. We tried to get a new kid for a uh, while. Yeah. And it was just a foster. Yeah. Didn't work it was out. Like an international student. Tried yeah. to save it. Tried to save the relationship. Uh, well, how are you doing? I mean, you have like a wonderful new person in your life. So I that's do. Amazing. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. And I love him a lot. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I don't know if we're supposed to be saying boyfriend. Whatever. I refer to him as that because well, that's what he you're is. You're exclusive. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you have to have that talk. Yeah. Right. You have to have that, like, yeah. what's your title? Talk? And oh, we haven't yeah. had that in a while. We have a lot of talks. Right. Um, boundaries and whatnot. Basically, he's perfect, um, and I'm terrified every day because of how perfect he is. Mm. And I know I feel like I'm worried. Okay, let me not manifest this. Mm. I fear I'll fuck it up, mm. but I'll do everything in my power not to. Yeah, yeah. Because he could be, he could be my third husband, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You got. You would have a, a run for your money though, because my roommate Nicole and B. Schreiber uh, is definitely going to want to marry us because she introduced us. You know, so. I think it's only fair. She it's does. the roommate's you know responsibility. I, mean? I don't think I should be able to marry you ever again because what if that was the bad luck or something? You know you what I mean? Moved out. <laughs> we fucked up. You married us. We got divorced. Who knows? I, maybe it should be a new person it all the be. way around. New person to marry. New person to marry you. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll be there cheering you on from the sideline i'm into it but. <laughs> yeah you'll be there if i have a wedding again which i don't know that i will who knows every my whole life is just like like who knows what's gonna happen yeah. now you know yeah i feel like when you saw me a few months ago i was not okay no at all no uh barely functioning yeah and um i'm so much better i feel like every time you see me i'm, I'm a little better a little better mm-hmm. I, I just stopped like trying to do projects and stuff for a while because the panic attacks but they have ceased even during this coronavirus that's really good well yeah you try to do a lot at once Mm -hmm. from the Mm get-go you know of course yeah you're trying to obviously you got to want to distract yourself Mm -hmm. from everything and i'm the same exact way i'm like okay you don't burn out here you got a lot of you got a lot of things yeah on you know and then there's a lot of like uh insecurities you know he told me my body wasn't good anymore and stuff so is the most i you guys i've had the pleasure of seeing adrian naked several times for several years um she has one of the most incredible bodies i've ever seen in my life and i am not just saying that so 
obviously, I mean, you need to know that that's absolute horseshit. That's I'm, just I'm not true. With, but, with the many, many people I've dated, I'm yeah, it's no, not many, many, but you've like dated since, some nice, nice looking. Yeah, you know? that's what my assistant <laughs> says. My type is objectively attractive. Yeah, I'm so, hotties only. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Move along. You're not a hottie. Uh, I'm just being shallow right now. I'm not going to lie to you. And this guy I'm dating now was supposed to be like, oh, hey, you're single now. Cool. Come on over and fuck me because you're hot. Right. And then it was like, God, fuck, I'm falling in love with him. Yeah. Oh, that's what happened to me and Cam. And yep. now we're getting married. Yep. Yeah. He was my, um, he was my, let's hang out and hook up mm-hmm. and, you know, until I find a real boyfriend. <laughs> and uh, now, you know, three plus years later, we're engaged. And it's like, married. yeah, this was supposed to be a, this was my hookup buddy. That I feel was like the plan. a lot of people say like, the best relationships start with a solid friendship. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you don't like to fuck? That's just not going to work out, bro. Right. Like... <laughs> And that's immediately how I started with this guy. Literally, yeah. barely had any kind of friendship with him online because he's uh, close with my roommate. So she was like, you need to know this guy. He's going to be in our apartment a lot. And I was right. like, all right. And then as soon as I had broken up with the guy whose name is written right there. Yeah, <laughs> so crazy. And then he broke up with his girlfriend. It was just like four days later. It was like, all right, he's in my bed. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, why wait? I tried What's to, the point? to not. I really did. I tried to like date other people and keep my attention on other things and stuff. But eventually, for the first time in my life, I actually said uh, to him, to the guy, I I have feelings for you. And usually it's always like me either saying like, I don't feel the same way or me too. It's never been me first. But I'm working on myself and I was like, this is is something I have to do because it's eating at me. Yeah. And he reciprocated, obviously. That's great. Cut out all the other dudes. And he has my heart. Oh, <laughs> <yay>. <laughs> uh, It's so annoying. Uh, oh, that's great, though. I mean, that's the thing is, like, there's no rules with this shit, This with relationships, whether they start or end or, like, you know, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes things overlap. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just you can't you can't control that stuff. I know people are like, OK, you got to take some space and some time. But if you have a connection with somebody, I mean, the difference between just going right into it or like, no, we got to wait three months on the dot because yeah. that's what I the rules. What's the point? I mean, OK, the 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 outcome is the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you just got to be mindful about not bringing things from past relationships into new relationships. I'm and, trying. Right. And like that, that's the only thing with the space that can be helpful. But other than that, it's like, if you're being aware and you're open and honest with the person about where you're at, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. We're maybe a little too open and honest. It's crazy. I love it though. I love yeah. the open communication that we that's have. That's how it should be. Obviously I have trust issues from what happened, but. Um, right. <clears throat> and I'm sure to. he understands that. He does. Yeah. Completely. So. And I remember. I feel like I asked the universe for every person that I dated thus far because I wasn't sure what I wanted. And mm. now I know what I don't want. Yep. And then I was able to say from from that guy, like, I was like, I don't want to date somebody who drinks. Mm-hmm. It, it, it Infrequently would be fine, but like right. really at all would be right. great. And I remember a friend of mine being like, you want to date a comedian who doesn't drink? Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm going to find it. Because yeah. I don't care if it was a comedian. It could be a comedian writer. It could be a producer, whatever. It just right. needs to be somebody in comedy because right. otherwise you will not understand right. my fucking dark ass you. brain. Yeah. 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 I'm a dark, dark person. Yeah. Uh, so it's. It worked out, and I was like, on paper, I look terrible with two divorces. And then I found somebody who also has two divorces. So, so great. Is that a glitch, would you say? That's a glitch. That's a glitch. That's a glitch. Hashtag glitching. I may have said it yeah. on a different podcast, but it's okay. Um, because it's a big one. It's a, it's the one that put him in my life. And you said what you wanted, and mm-hmm. then boom. Mm-hmm. How crazy is I that? I also said hottie. That was like, <laughs> need a hottie right. in comedy right. who's okay with my divorces and doesn't like alcohol. I mean, that's... <clears throat> I have not found somebody like that. So fuck. 
There you go. That's in this quarantine of coronavirus right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to throw up from having too much sex. I think, it's a thing. you know what? At least you're throwing up from that, not something else, you know? <laughs> not the That's coronavirus. Right. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, it's good. pretty great. I've cleaned every inch of my apartment. What are you doing? Um, I hate cooking and I've been cooking. I'm like, oh, well, I guess this is what I'm forced to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been working from home for over a year. So to me, this just feels like, you know, any other day. Another day. But now my camp, my camp, my, my fiance, whatever, I hate that word, betrothed, husband to be, uh, he's working from home too. So that's going to be a very new experience, like having like an office buddy. Does he uh, need to go upstairs away from you? Well, we worked from home one day on Friday and it was fine. And we both sat at the kitchen table with like his work monitors and my laptop. And it was fine. Like we, we I don't know. We work well together. We hang out well together. Yeah. We don't really. You love each other. We love each other. You know, I don't bother him when he's doing stuff. He doesn't bother me. Like, I think we'll be fine. But the nice thing is I can work upstairs or downstairs mm-hmm. or on my fucking toilet if I had to. So, you know, I can I can be mobile if we get on each other's nerves. That's great. You know what I mean? That's so great. Yeah. So it's been fine. Yeah. But for him it's gonna be new because mm-hmm. he's not he's not used to working from home. He I think he likes going to the office and like then coming home and it's work is done. It's mm-hmm. relaxing time and now it's gonna be a weird mesh for him. So We'll see what happens. You'll navigate these waters yeah. uh, as you sail them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we painted last night. We had a paint date night like last a, night. Like a pic- picture? We, okay, so I we usually, we either like paint on like old canvas or whatever mm-hmm. that I have. I like to collect those and paint over them. You're an artist. <laughs> I'm a thousand years old, yeah. Um, but I, I found these little like wood dinosaurs, and so we painted those uh, because, you know. Oh, my God. What else are you going to do during a choir <laughs> I'm almost 30 years old, and yeah, we painted wood dinosaurs, and uh, you know, I'm gonna hang them on our wall somewhere, probably. Dorkalicious. You know? We're so yeah, I love huge it. dorks, huge dorks. But yeah, TV, eating, painting. I haven't watched one thing on TV. Really? He puts on news wow. clips a little bit on his phone for a minute, but like, we are just not TV watchers. Wow. We talk a lot. We obviously have sex a lot. Yeah, that's um, great. We wake up in the morning and journal next to each other. Oh my god. Yeah. How cute is that <laughs> shit? It's cute, right? Oh my god. You told me to do that a long time ago from the artist way, and yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then my therapist, like a couple months ago, was like, first of all, stop doing acid, uh, and then second of all, write <laughs> three pages every point. And I was like, well, I'll start microdosing instead. And she was like, um, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. So <laughs> the microdosing is helping a lot. Yeah, yeah. Why did she say stop? Because I had a panic attack on acid. And that can, oh, okay. And, gotcha. it, and it was like, I honestly, I feel like it pushed me through the experience. It was uh, a couple of friends were singing that Adele song that I walked down the aisle to. Which one? Um, I forget. When the rain is falling on your face. Oh, yes, no. yes. So, um, <clears throat> lost my shit. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, did you see the movie Midsummer? No. There's a part at the end where she witnesses her boyfriend cheating on her. They're on this farm in Sweden. It's crazy, like, cult. People are dying, yada, yada, yada. She's wearing, like, a white dress and a flower crown. And she's sobbing. And all these women are, like, moving with her. And they're feeling her pain with her. And it's, like, giving birth to pain. It was, like, this very visceral thing. Whoa. And that's what it felt like for me. I mean, I I wasn't wearing that. I was wearing a pink monkey onesie. Of course. Um, but Very I, on brand. <laughs> very on brand. <laughs> but I was laying on a bed with three women. Also on drugs, uh, I think mushrooms, all of them. Yeah, petting me um, oh to God. help calm me down, and then it did eventually calm me down. But uh, I hadn't heard that song since oh, my wedding day. Shit, I think maybe once in the car, 
Um, and then I turned it up and we smiled at each other and, and, you know, but I, all I could see on acid was like him crying at my face about how, how much he loved me. Mm-hmm. You know, and we cried, all of us cried on my wedding day mm-hmm. and, uh, it was just a lot. So, yeah. and she was like, I don't, I don't think you should put yourself through that again. But honestly, I can hear that song now and not move my shit. So the acid helped push me through, but it was very intense yeah. and very painful. Yeah. I have a lot of those moments. Yesterday I was looking for the uh, the ring um, receipts so I could sell my wedding rings. Yeah. Finally, seven months later, yeah. <clears throat> and um, I found like letters from him and and Valentine's oh. Day cards and pictures of the wedding and stuff. And I was just I let myself just cry and cry and cry for hours. Yeah. My boyfriend was out pickling with his friends. Yes, I said pickling. What's pickling? Like pickling the, the sport pickle? Pickling is a pickling vegetables. A sport? Oh. No shit. Yeah. Wow. I have four him. jars of random pickled things in my refrigerator right now. <laughs> oh, I love pickles, actually. It's adorable. That's kind of a great I hobby. Too. I love that. I do, too. Uh, but it was, um, I, you know, I got to be alone for a while. And I yeah. think I had been with him, like, since Wednesday or something, like, nonstop. And it was Saturday. And the, he was gone. And I finally got to, like, and just, like, be, you know, you. yes, I'm open and honest with him. But I'm a locked up version of myself for mm. sure. We're in the honeymoon phase. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let him see me cry right. over my ex-husband, you know? Right. Wow. So yeah, not as much, not as much acid these days. But yeah. Microdosing for sure. Yeah. Flow state is helping me with a, an acid tincture that I just got from my buddy the other day. Oh, they make acid tinctures mm-hmm. too? A little microdose, Holy a little bit of alcohol. shit balls. Yeah. And like my assistant one time was like, you're in a really good mood today. Is it, uh, is it possible you're on drugs? <laughs> And I was like, yep, little microdose of acid. She was like, I approve this message. <laughs> Please do this more. Oh, man. Uh, you want to hear some glitches? I want to hear some glitches, of course. Okay. I uh, told my boyfriend yesterday that I had ennui. Have you heard that word before? Uh, I've heard that word, but what does that mean again? It's E-N-N-U-I. Yeah. It's like a, an inexplicable feeling of melancholy. It's a French word. Okay. Like they say it like this. I don't know. I have ennui. Oh, you very know, nice. Like that. that was perfect. Um, and then uh, I sat down to prepare for this podcast and I always pick a fun word for a segment we'll do in a little bit. Oh, shit. And ennui popped up as the first option on this like random list that I saw. Oh, that's fucking weird. I was like, that's a fucking glitch. That is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> And then another glitch. Um, the other day, I was removing pictures from a frame. My friend Aniela had had drawn um, pictures of Aristotle, and I I didn't want to say his name, whatever, mm. uh, f- from our you know marriage, and sent those were our wedding gift from her. Was pictures of us that she'd drawn. Yeah, sexual. Pic- they were very funny. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and funny. I uh, was taking them out of the frame to mm-hmm. put the pictures away. I can't, I don't want to throw them away because she drew them, but like, yeah. I can't look at them anymore right. and replace them with things that like my friend Nas has drawn, for instance. Yeah. And, um, later that night I picked up my phone and she had messaged me that she was trying something on Instagram with like this open honesty thing. Cause she was like, cause you live such an authentic life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a fucking glitch because I literally was just like, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. Pretending that this is okay to be looking at these pictures when they bother me. Right. Cause I've just been trying to like let the triggers sit and put the safety on my own, oh. you know, on my own gun. But sometimes I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to do this. Right. Like I don't wear any, obviously the wedding rings. <laughs> right. No, you can't have like a constant visible, you yeah. know, visual reminder every single day. You can do a mix of both. Take, put those away. And then mm-hmm. also, you know, it's about how you respond to certain triggers, you know, but. And she, we actually were in Amsterdam at the same time, um, like six years ago, right after her mom passed. And I always felt like that was a glitch. Like we were supposed to be there for her. Mm. You know, we've been friends a really long time. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is actually about you. Oh. Um, 
somebody mentioned two inches apart in my inbox the other day because they felt, I don't know if you know this, my, my cannabis talk show that I did with prohibited bud box yes. where I interviewed people. Yeah. Um, they have sold it to, I don't know what's happening, but THC TV, which is in dispensaries all over the place. Yeah. is playing my show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So people are finding me from that. Yeah. Um, and somebody, um, came in my inbox like two days ago and was like, I found you on Budbox. Uh, I like your sh- your shit. Uh, cool podcast. Um, I'm seeing these two inches apart videos. Are you going to be doing more of those? How weird. And then like you texted me, we saw them for the podcast like yeah. an hour later. Yeah. And I was like, glitch, 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 glitch. Oh, that is so weird. <clears throat> but people like we haven't done two inches in years. Years. Since you moved out pretty so much. So long ago. And people are still asking about yeah. it. Yeah. So many yeah. resurrections in the... Uh, perhaps there's only something <laughs> in the works, people. <laughs> uh, it could be a good time. Yeah, yeah. It will be a good time. What's uh, what's a glitch that you've got going on? Oh, I had to write them down because, you know, I, um, I couldn't think of recent ones because I feel like the things that you just mentioned are happening all the time that yeah. we just don't even think about it, right? Like, you know, you hear, you think about a song and then it's the first one on the radio, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. those kinds of moments. Uh, I have dreams about people that end up being like the first, you know, uh, the, okay, the most recent one is I had a dream about somebody and I felt like I was at my engagement party, which I'm not having one, so that's <laughs> weird. Um, and so I'm walking around at my engagement party and I see my friend from college and I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, are you even allowed to be here? You just had a baby. And she had, a, you know, I had a baby. And then I woke up and the first uh, Instagram announcement was her announcing that she had a baby that night. Wow. So that was a big one, right? But I, I knew from several months back that I believe they, she was trying to have a baby mm-hmm. um, or was pregnant or something. So I know it was like in there, but I hadn't thought about her or had a dream about her since. So it was just weird. Like, there's like, God, did I dream while it was happening? That's so weird. That's witchy glitchy. Very witchy glitchy. Yes, yes. But I used to have a lot as a kid that were really vivid and a little scary. Mm. Um, and I think I tried to shut that down a little bit because okay. it started freaking me out. Um, and my, I mean, I come from a, a bunch of old Irish people. So it's like, you know, I feel like they were freaking reading tea leaves and shit oh, for yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, and, like as fuck. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that whole, like the mysticism and all that kind of stuff has definitely been passed down through my family mm-hmm. and my, you know, your my, mom's a witch. My sure. mom's, my mom's kind of a witch. Yeah. She was always very intuitive and she still is. And same thing with my aunt and all that stuff. So, um, I remember being a little kid and, having a very vivid dream. You know, those dreams where they don't feel like dreams. They feel like almost like, I don't know, weird messages or something. Mm -hmm. Like you just feel a little bit more alert in them. Mm -hmm. And I just remember it was so strange. But um, the first thing I remember was somebody writing the name Zach in the sand. And I, you know, don't know why. Right. And then I saw like a lion of some kind in my dream, like a real lion. And then I heard the names like John Elway, um, and I was a kid. I don't know any of this, sh- mm-hmm. who this person is, right? And a few things like that happened in this dream. And I remember waking up and going on to my computer. It was still like AOL back then. Uh, <laughs> Check my little emails. It was on a weekend. And the, the homepage was a lion, just like a lion. Um, and then my cousin came over to hang out that day. And she was telling my mom about a new guy she's dating named Zach. Mm -hmm. And then later that day, there was news, there was information um, on like ESPN or something about how John Elway had bought some kind of team. And I was like, what the fuck? So I don't know, you know, like 
I think that's pretty strange that's stuff. That's a glitch. Right? That's strange. That's a triple glitch. Right? It's very weird. But it's like, okay, was that implanted in my brain at some point? You try to like explain it away mm-hmm. or dismiss it because it's freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, I was a kid. I don't know who the fuck John Elway was. Like, I don't. Why, where would I have heard that name before? I've never heard that name. You know? Uh, yeah, football guy, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? So that's the thing. It's like, I'm not like listening to ESPN right. as a kid. And so that was very weird. Um, and then... Maybe it was trying to help you connect with your dad. Yeah, no maybe. <laughs> the aliens were like, come on, Delaney. Throw your dad a bone here. <laughs> if you want him to come to your games. <laughs> Just with call him. him. Give him a call. <laughs> Just say John Elway. Oh, He'll be God. like, you're the daughter I never knew I had. <laughs> I'm kidding. Your yes, dad loves you Give me the gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're much better now. Um, but yeah, so that was one. I also had a very vivid dream when I was in fifth grade. Um, and I had a dream that I was on the softball field with one of my best friends at the time. And then the, the field just started flooding with blood. And I was like, okay, this is really creepy. And I told her about the dream at school. I'm like, I had the weirdest fucking dream. And it was, well, I probably didn't say fuck at that point. But um, this, I told her what happened. We were playing softball, the blood, you know, it was mm-hmm. really scary really creepy and we were on the softball team together so it's like you know you know told her about it and then um that saturday she came to the softball field we're all getting our mitts on getting ready and she said i got my period last night and i think that could have been the dream (laughs) do you think maybe you you smelled her pheromones and like you dreamt that like accordingly i don't know but isn't that fucking weird Okay. Well, and I I'm, told somebody about it. So it wasn't like, oh, that's so weird. I had this dream. And it's like, I actually told the person about it before. So it's not a lie. It happened. It's a legit thing. Isn't that creepy? So when I'm trying to get pregnant, you got to come over. <laughs> I'll sniff, your, let I'll me sniff know. your belly button or something. How come you didn't dream about my husband cheating on me? Would that that would be really nice. Right? <laughs> I, that's the one big thing I miss. Huh? I, I'm God, I mean, seriously, like I did not pick. I feel like I'm a pretty intuitive person yeah. and I did not pick up on that at all all no. but i think your relationship was very different when before i left and after i left yes, right like so maybe if i had been around longer i would have been like i think something's up adrian you know what i mean but i didn't that wasn't happening when i lived with you guys so there was no way i would have picked up on any of that shit no you didn't see or me overheard like, withdraw something. completely and just no. like curl up like i was watching tv a lot me yeah on the couch with my puppy yeah just zoned out and he would come home and sit on the couch next to me and I would get up and go to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I had just lost all respect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, no fucking wonder he cheated. Like, I'm not excusing mm-hmm. it, but like, no fucking wonder. I've obviously done a lot of reflection in the last few months. Yeah. Um, I forgive you for not uh, predicting. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Hopefully I'd never have to predict something like that again. <laughs> My mom did, but... Uh, really? Yeah. She did? Yeah. What, like when? Recently or a long time ago or what? Um, EDC last year. Um, the girl that he actually ended up leaving me for, yeah, who's been in our lives for a long time. Um, I mean, he had other affairs, but like this is the, this is the one. He's still with her now. He did have other affairs. Yeah, they uh, Instagram messaged me, oh apologizing for God. having affairs with my husband. Yeah, oh <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I was barely touching him at this point. And um, yeah, the girl that he he's with now, his girlfriend, last year at EDC, um, my brother liked her. She's super beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom, like, picked me up from EDC because I was had, like, enough. I'd had enough. I was done doing all the drugs and stuff. And she lives in Vegas, so it was it was convenient for her. And she was like, um, that girl Alex keeps talking about, she, now Aristotle's alone with her in his own tent. Are you worried? And I was like, no. Yeah. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, mom, what are you doing? Like, I was mad at her. Yeah. 
Um, and I feel like if I really were secure, I would not have gotten mad at her. I'd have been like, no, I'm not worried. Yeah. But I got like really defensive and really angry. Um, and they're, fuck, I'm going to cry. Oh, <laughs> There's I'm no sorry. way they didn't have sex that time. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, I called it. I called her. I called it being her years right. ago because I saw the sparks. I saw the connection. And like, but she wasn't around enough to like be a pervasive presence in my life. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all that it was her. And that was, that was one of the times when my mom was like, you know, he's an, he's a DJ now and he's out doing drugs all the time and you're not there with him and you don't look like the girls that he's seeing all the time. Little mm -hmm. girls that are skinny with, you know, fishnets and thongs and shit like that with mm -hmm. wearing glitter and stuff. She was like, you're 30 at the point at the time I was like 33. She's like, you're 33. It's 34. Aren't you worried? And I was like, what are you doing? And I know that what she was trying to do, she was trying to get me to leave him. Right. And then pick somebody better that right. matched my, right. what I wanted in life. Right. Um, and I wish I, I wish I hadn't gotten so defensive. I wish I'd listened to her because I was, mm. I just defended him till the end. It took me two weeks of after we broke up for me to actually do some research into the fact that he had been cheating. I just accepted that he thought it was disgusting. I just accepted that. I was like, he, he thinks I'm aloof and fat and it's my fault. And I just stopped eating. And I thought maybe if I lost the weight, he would want me again. And then I found out about that. And I was like, oh, well, uh, that's no, no coming back from that, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. I just, yeah, it just, <clears throat> I can't even, I don't know. It's hard to picture because. Because he loved me so much. Well, yeah, like you guys, I mean, when I lived with you guys, it was like, I mean, I rarely heard any fighting happening. And if you guys did bicker, you resolved it very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, you spent so much time together. You had so much fun together. I would have, I mean, when when you told me, I was like in complete shock. I know. I really. I remember your face. Did never, ever thought, um, you know, I, I really thought that like, no, that that couple's definitely going to make it. And, Everyone done um, that. But, you know. Um, life changes. Life changes and things happen as they're supposed to. I really believe that. And hundred I see how happy you are now. And He um, was supposed to happen to me though. Because yeah. I was supposed to find comedy. Mm. And I wouldn't have if I hadn't met him that night and got arrested for, for weed yeah. that night. Yeah. And not gone to grad school. Right. Doing, when I was going through my papers and stuff yesterday looking for that receipt for my wedding ring, I found my um, graduate admissions letter to UW Seattle for computational linguistics. And I remember how excited I was to go yeah, and how bummed I was that I couldn't. But I would be a programmer, you know, a right. linguistic programmer right now, probably in Seattle or some foreign country. Yeah. Doing like hard ass work, making a lot of money, but I wouldn't have all this art in my life mm -hmm. and funny and and these wonderful people and these dark dark people who finally have finally found my tribe mm -hmm. and after being like the darkest one in my friends group and the one that all the other dancers were like what the fuck is wrong with this bitch like yeah other people who've been abused other people who are dark mm -hmm. like you're dark as fuck too and like <laughs> we the minute we met we met at uh at that comedy club in burbank that i'm not gonna oh name. yeah oh yeah yeah and uh yep. i just i stepped into the, I saw you on the screen and I stepped into the room and I was like, I'm supposed to be friends with this person Aww. and I could just feel it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we've been rolling together ever since. You mm -hmm. were fucking 22 years old, dude. I was, yeah. yeah. I was just graduated college. I mean, that was probably one of like my first sets in yeah. LA or something. And I was 28. Yeah. And I sat down nicely on the couch and I was like, you're, you're a cool bitch. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and then we were just like, Fucking friends since then. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That was that, you could say that was a glitch because yeah. I saw a lot of comic. I worked at a comedy club. I saw right. a lot of comics, right. and I didn't usually step in 
to watch somebody because I was working. I was busy. Yeah. But uh, I stepped in to watch you and I think I was supposed to. Huh. I was supposed to meet my ex. I was supposed to find comedy. Right. I was supposed to not do grad school. Yeah. I was supposed to come to LA and I was supposed to meet you for sure. And I honestly believe I was supposed to meet the guy I'm dating now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how like it's when people don't feel that way, that's when I think things can get really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, when they have like, no, I regret this decision or I regret this or no, it it was supposed to work out and it didn't. Like you kind of just have to really accept like, no, this is just, this is what my life is supposed to be Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, going to make the most of it. And and surrender to God. God to me is mother nature. Yeah. Vibe, energy. That's God. Yeah. And I surrender to her. Yeah. Whenever something I feel like really shitty happens, I, I really try to do something I wouldn't have done if it hadn't happened. And I feel like, you know what, maybe this will make it like worth the pain. You know, it's like, okay, I wouldn't have done this thing, you know, if I was still with this person or if this didn't happen, I'm just going to make it happen now. And, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I maybe like force it to be a a, a positive situation, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's not always healthy because uh, you know I could be distracting myself from feeling stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know I've gotten better. Like all right, feel this, mm-hmm. work through it, and then maybe do something interesting. Yeah. Um, because of this, and that wouldn't have been in your life before. You know. Yeah, you're definitely not like a, a feelings feelings person. Yeah. And I remember one of the last times I ever saw you cry. Yeah. You made some very serious changes in your life. Yeah. And then pretty immediately you met Cam. Yeah. So like that was supposed to happen. You were supposed to open and break and feel that pain. Yeah. From that fucking loser. I I, I had gotten dumped and it wasn't, I didn't, what's sad about it is I didn't feel, I didn't have feelings for that person. I tried to force it Mm -hmm. because I'm like, none of these people I feel like I'm connecting Mm -hmm. with. I feel like I'm just going through dudes really quickly. I don't feel connected to anybody. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I was trying to force it. Like maybe this is what you're supposed to do. You, you find somebody that checks most of your boxes Mm -hmm. and you just force it. And I tried so hard, like I'm not going to break up with this one. Cause on paper he was pretty good. Right. And it's like, I'm just going to stay. And even if I'm not feeling it, maybe it'll happen. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm not going to chalk this up to like another failure and so when he basically was like look we're both feeling it but I'm gonna make the call here and I'm like fuck it was just it it was like all the you know I don't know probably a few years Mm -hmm. of just like all the dudes Mm -hmm. it kind of all hit me like Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm connecting with people that's this is very worrisome Mm -hmm. but yeah I saw you in that white first date sweater many times (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every time I saw that sweater when you came out of your room, I was like, Wait, "What bar and what time?" Just so, just so I can find your body later, please. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I know you guys. Like, I mean, yeah, I was really upset about just like oh, being single again. Yep. Feeling like I did not. If I did like the somebody, it wasn't the right fit ever. It was mm-hmm. somebody obviously emotionally unavailable because that's what I went after for a long time. And then if somebody, a wonderful person did like me, I felt absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, okay, I'm not going to be able to find this balance. Mm-hmm. And then I think within three weeks I met Cam. Yep. So weird. It was supposed to happen. That so, way. so weird. It's And I have never been single. You know, I hopped from dude to dude. Yeah. I was still married when I met Aristotle. I was separated, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, I was like determined to try to stay single, but the world of dicks out there was so scary (laughs) that I ended up like 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I sampled a little bit and then I locked one down for a couple of months and we both were like, why do we do this? I was like, I don't know. You're an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> I have a real problem with people who drink alcohol and that's mm. my dad's fault and my stepmom's mm. fault and my first husband's fault. Um, and I'm working on it, Yeah. but I have a real problem with alcohol. Yeah. I'm sober. I haven't had a drink since Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I don't int- intend to for a long right. time. I do yeah, drugs. You're not a, not a big drinker. Never, never have been. been. No. Yeah. I yeah. have. To, I feel like I have to explain that to people who are like knowing me now a little bit more. I'm like, no, no, no. I've never been a drinker. Yeah, no. Yeah. Never. I mean, God, I, f- I can feel like I can count on one hand the, the amount of times you and I had like a glass of wine together when we yeah. lived together for three years. And that was me know? being like, this is what white women do. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'll try it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll taste it. But more often than not, it was you with wine and me with a joint. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that was, you know, that was fine. I liked it. Yeah, but I I felt a lot of pressure to stay single, mm-hmm. so I dated around, and then after I met this guy, even I was like, "Fuck, there's feelings. Let me, you know, try to distract myself with this normal." I dated a normal guy, yeah. like a non-comic. Yeah, it was rough. Um, <laughs> they just don't get. They don't get it. It's it's much harder. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. talking to my therapist. I was like, "Am I a fucking love addict? Like, what's happening here? You know? Uh, And she was like, only you can answer that question. You know, Mm. there's quizzes you can take and there's meetings you can go to and you can decide, you know, and I was talking to my mom about it. My mom loves to diagnose me. Yeah. That's one of her favorite things to do. (laughs) Narcissistic personality disorder is the biggest one. What? Um, You do not have that. Look up a lot of, I have a lot of the tendencies. But you The self-deprecating thing that I do is, is, could be construed as NPD because I'm fishing for you to say something, even though usually I'm like, I'm not trying to get you to say a compliment about me. I genuinely just hate myself. Evidently, that's part of it. Whatever. Oh, it's a nebulous yeah. territory. And I just, sure. I, to appease her, I've just been like, sure, I have MPD. I'm a fucking, I'm a narcissist. Um, but I was like, I'm afraid I'm a sex and love addict. And she's like looking up and everything. She's like, you know what, Adrian? Yes, you like to be in a relationship and you've stayed longer because you don't value yourself and you don't, mm-hmm. you know, take care of yourself. But she's like, but you're never single because you're very attractive. Right. <laughs> I was right. like, thanks, mom. <laughs> I might have NPD, but I'm hot as fuck. (laughs) So, and that's what, you know, every, every person in my life is saying too. They're like, of course you're not going to stay single. Well, people fucking find out about it. I mean, God, how many people were sliding into your DMs right away? You know what I mean? It was a lot. It's, it's, it's also a full, a totally different world with social media. I mean, you can hook up with people like, you know, two minutes after a breakup if you want. No, no apps. No app meets. Yeah. You didn't have to. Everybody was just technically Instagram and Twitter. That's true. That's true. One of them I met in person. <laughs> yeah. Like from a friend. A friend introduced me in person. Yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. That was the normal. You don't hear about that yeah. anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah da- you know, being in this industry, dating somebody who is not, can either be really great or it can be very challenging. Like it can either be a really great break from everything or it can be like, oh God, we don't get each other mm-hmm. and we never will. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've experienced both of those things. And I like the fact that Cam is in entertainment, but he's in like a normal yeah. place in entertainment and finance, like marketing <laughs> finance. What? What is even that? Steady you and know? stable, what you need. Steady and stable, but totally understands the industry mm-hmm. and understands how like productions work and all that stuff. And so- And that, sense of humor. And sense of humor, like all that is awesome. So like he gets it, but he's stable and I love that. And, uh, you know, now I don't, I don't consider myself really in entertainment anymore. So I think I'm actually more on, I mean, you know, podcast, the podcast is self-helpless podcast with Kelsey Cook and Taylor Tomlinson. (laughs) Download it, subscribe, like, and sub Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, you know, that is entertainment. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm comedy adjacent now. I don't think I'm in, you know, it's like I'm, I had the podcast with two fantastic comedians and then. 
my business is, you know, it's a, it's a gag gift business. So I guess it is kind of, you know, it's comedy Mm -hmm. related. It's humorous, but I mean, it's a product-based business that's different, you know, and then, um, I have a consulting business. So I feel like that's, you know, okay. But it's a lot of creatives that I'm working with. You you are somebody who played like minor league baseball and got really fucking good and we're so close to the big leagues like you could have been late night you know you did you You're did uh nice. carson daly yeah you were like so close to being like the fucking thing and you just like were like i'm tapping out on this yeah and now you coach yeah essentially yeah, yeah. yeah. you're on a panel talking yeah. about oh the sport God, that you so used funny. to do <laughs> And you consult oh other God. people, and then you turned your sport into something you could do at home. I'm like Jenny Finch, right? I did the softball thing, and now I'm a broadcaster or whatever, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty yeah. much I got. It's in it. God, that was like breaking up with comedy was like the worst breakup of yeah. my life because yeah. it's, God, the fucking grind with stand-up. Mm-hmm. And you're just out every night doing it. And then six and a half years in, when things were finally clicking, they were getting easier. I was getting booked, you know, Mm -hmm. more easily. Jokes were like, the writing was making more sense. I was finally finding my voice. I had been, I had been dabbling with whatever, what that meant for so long. And I felt like I was finally finding it. I was getting paid more. And that's when I knew I have to get out of this because things are going well and I'm still miserable. And I remember the exact night was like, I was think I was at, um, one of the, one of the I think it was at the Laugh Factory, but you know a club in LA that's mm-hmm. like a nice one to perform at when you get a chance to. And um, the, my set went great. I had a, some other comedians come up and said that was a, an awesome set. I had some people after the show ask for like pictures and an autograph, mm-hmm. like that kind of night, right? And that everything went perfectly from start to finish. And the, when the last person you know came up and said great job and kind of walked away, I was like, oh my god, I have to leave because. If this is how I feel on a good night, Mm -hmm. what am I going to feel like when it's shitty? And why am I feeling like this Mm -hmm. when objectively things are going so well? And I was, I always felt disconnected with stand-up. I would have some, you know, some nights I felt like, oh man, this is my shit. I could Mm -hmm. do this forever. But that was very few and far between. And it was mostly me pretending that I was into it and trying to fit in to this world that I don't really feel like I fit in a lot of the time. 100%. Like yeah. you technically were a club comic because you could do clean and stuff, yeah. but you didn't really like hang out with those people no. and you didn't hang out with the alt crew. I was alt. Yeah. So I had that whole like crowd. Yeah. And I remember you being like, yeah, I don't, I don't hang out with them. I guess I'm not an alt comic, although I am dark and I could feel you wondering what your voice is and where your place is in the yeah. community and also not really caring very much. Yeah. 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 You were the only, you were the only comedian I hung out with. Mm-hmm. You and Aristotle, that mm-hmm. was it. And then, I mean, and now, Taylor. now it's Taylor and Kelsey. Yeah. But I, I've never had big groups of comedian friends or, you know, go and hang out. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess me, I liked the balance. Like, I, if I if I connect with you, whether you're a comic or not, I want to be in your life, yeah. you know? And I think that's what it was. Like, whether you're a comedian or not, I want to be in your life. Yeah. And you just happen to be a stand-up comic. And I don't know, dude. But it was, I think it's it was your weird. valley roots. Because <laughs> you have such a strong sense of family. Yeah. And commi- like every time it was Thanksgiving, I was like, what do you, how many parties? And you were like 17 or whatever. <laughs> my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, my grandmas, whatever. Right. And like you fought it as hard as you could to yeah. not fit in and not be with them. But like yeah. really that's always been a part of you. Yeah. And I feel like what you find in the comics that you hang out with, me, Kelsey, Taylor, what we all have in common is a very strong sense of family yeah. and commitment to our partners and our normalcy. True. And we're not like out there just like, panting at the, you know, chomping at the bit to get on stage. I mean, sure we are, we hustle, but we have a very balanced life for the most part. And I think that's what you're drawn to because that's who you are. Absolutely. I could never identify 
with the people who wanted to be on stage every night uh-huh. and want to, you know, I'm like, oh my God, if that's what it, it if this what this is, I'm not that person. There's no way I'm going to last in this. It's hard you for know? me too, to hang out till 2am just talking outside. Right. Or just like be performing every night. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I mean, there was so much, there were so many signs along the way that it wasn't meant for me, mm-hmm. but I just felt like, well, this is like the only thing that makes me different. This is the only thing that kind of makes me cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it was such a, it becomes such a big part of your identity. Yes. And I'm like, it was the only thing that was giving me opportunities elsewhere too. Yep. I wouldn't have gotten any other thing if I wasn't doing stand up, which was filming your own special yeah. uh, about cousins fucking, yeah, yes. which I quote, <laughs> Uh, data, stata, stata, stats, stats and data. I cannot say it. Stata. I do like stata. Is yeah. Stata, yeah. Uh, dat, stata, uh, frequently. And um, t- uh, Carson Daly's, I almost yeah. said TRL. The, yeah. <laughs> God, I would have loved to be on TRL. <laughs> that would have been um, Yeah, you know, the late night, any kind of TV spot I yep. got was because of stand up, whether it was for stand up or mm-hmm. acting or whatever. I ended up writing a lifetime movie you because movie. somebody knew me as a comic and then was like, yeah, I know that you don't usually write this type of stuff, but you want to try. And then you were in it. Yeah. And then I, yeah, put myself in it, you know, that's the, I guess, perk of being one of the writers. (laughs) But, um, and we got nominated for an award. We did. We did two inches, all these cool things. And I, and I got so scared, like, oh my God, if I cut this part off, then Mm -hmm. what, what, what other opportunities will there be? But you made the connections. It's like how sourdough bread is made. Like you can't make sourdough without a piece of the last round into the next there one. There you go. Your sourdough, Boom. baby. Which also has significantly less gluten than most other breads. So I adore oh, it. good. Good. Yeah. It's also my favorite bread. So it's my favorite perfect. bread. Yeah. Sourdough toast with butter. I would, like, oh I would God. throw people out of the way for yeah. that. No, it's it's fantastic. Kim and I have been getting those, like, nice breads. Well, we probably won't any, anymore for a while at the farmer's market. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, my God. The freaking, like, garlic baked. Damn, like, you go hard. Sour, huh? sour so you're not a gluten-free bread. bitch? No. I have to be because of my PCOS. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Rearing its ugly head. That makes sense. Do you want to play a game? Yes, I do. <laughs> Good segue, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a segment that I call... Linglitch sticks. Oh my God. Get the fuck out of here. I love it. The pun queen herself. <laughs> okay. So this game is played like this. I tell you a word. Okay. And then I give you a real definition and a fake definition. Okay. In any order. You never know. And you oh, have to God. decide which one is the real definition. Okay. The word. okay? All right. Mm-hmm. The word is snollygoster. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. You ready for some mm-hmm. definitions? I think I just snollygostered in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Snellygaster is a person who sells sweets to small children from a portable operation, such as a wagon or, in more recent times, a truck or vendor cart. (laughs) Or, one, especially a politician who is guided by personal advantage rather than by consistent, respectable principles. Ooh, okay. The word again is snollygaster? Yeah. Snollygaster. That snollygaster. I mean, good Lord. If I knew the origin of snarl, I know, right? Or Goster. <laughs> uh, it's German. Snarly. All right, let's think about this. Germans and kids with candy or Germans and people doing shit crazy. I'm going to go with the politician one, but I do think it's the fucking weird candy shit. Unless you made that up and you're, you know, you might just be that good of a writer. I am because uh, it's the politician one. Oh, it is. Yep. Oh, my God. You that freaking wagon thing really threw me through a loop. Like, what? 
I really go hard on these because I'm like, if I'm going to go old school, this is an old school person selling candy. Because the the older a word is in the definition, the more likely you'll believe it. So if I was like, oh, 1700s, what did they drive? They drove wagons. Oh, my God. So I added that in there. That was a nice touch. Thanks. You know, I had to go back to my German German roots to really dig that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Danke. It, they think it's probably an alteration of Snallygaster, which was a mythical creature that preys on poultry and children. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the origin is unknown. It may come from German Schnellgeister, which means quick spirit, uh, an extravagant uh, nonsense word, wow. such as Lollapalooza and Splendiferous. And then in the mid-19th century, originally with allusion to a fast-moving monster or ghost, uh, perhaps ultimately from... German Schnellgeister. That's what they think. So, wow. That's why uh, you are a nerd. <laughs> I'm a big time. I love nerd. it. I love it. Big time. Schnellgeister. I'm going to try to use that so, in my just everyday language. Yeah, you should. This this uh, um, Trump is a Schnellgeister. Yeah, big time. He's he he pretended that we didn't have as many Corona cases as we did, so that he would win election for keeping it contained. Oh, and God. really, it, they're all coming out of the woodwork now. Freaking big time snarls. The woodwork being yeah. their homes and hospitals because everybody has it. Right. Everybody's dying. Oh, God. Um, it's scary. It and a lot scary. of people don't get it that, like, you're, it's not that you're going to die. It's right. You're going to give you're it gonna to somebody else. You're going to kill somebody else. Yeah. Want to play another game? Oh, let's do it. Okay. This is called semiotic scream. So it goes like this I teach you a new phrase or word. Okay. And then I use that as a jumping off point, whatever comes to your mind. So semiotics is the study of science. Okay. So a semiotic stream is when, like, I would go, like, bag, weed in the bag, smoking weed, dazed and confused, Matthew McConaughey. Like Like a stream of consciousness type of thing. Okay. So this is called semiotic scream. So I'm hoping that in this stream, you'll find a trigger inside of you that's been bothering you about something and it'll come out and you'll feel something. Oh. It works sometimes. And then other times we just end up talking and either is fine because it's my podcast. So fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I'm just supposed to say whatever words on my mind when you, when I say say this. So this is a fait accompli. Have you heard of that before? Nope. Uh, some people say fit, fit to complete. Um, it is, uh, you were going to lobby for a raise at work, but your boss has already planned on giving you one. It's a fit to complete. It's like a, oh. kind of serendipitous. Your partner has oh. been pestering you to do the dishes, but they've already loaded the dish wa- the washer. Another fait accompli. Oh. If there's a cooler, more French way of saying already done, we haven't heard it. Uh, it's not always a good thing, though. When HR puts a frustrating new policy into effect and only tells you after the fact, that's a fait accompli, too. So an example would be, what's that, dear? It's okay if I have an orgasm now? Well, no need. Fait accompli. <laughs> we already had one. Okay. Okay. So, Interesting. Uh, fait accompli. Do you have uh, something like that in your life, maybe, where oh. you were just like, oh, shit, someone already did Somebody's that. Somebody's been taken care of. Thanks so much. Oh, God. Like someone, you pull up and your parking meter has been paid? Mm. That happened to me once. Oh, that's always An hour and a half. Oh, wow. I was like, man, it must have been a fucking Corvette or something. You know, it was probably a mistake. I feel like people (laughs) think they're going to be there for long and they're like, oh, fuck, I wasted money. Well, hope the next asshole appreciates it, you Uh know, because we're in L.A. So people are usually not that nice. I always over put money in. Because I want that karma of like... That's nice. Not that I'm not intentionally wanting the karma, but I'm like, it'd be nice to have breathing room for me. Sure. I always set my, my eye watch. But then like if it ends up helping somebody else, that's great. Good for you. Mm. Keep doing your thing. You know? You know, I think you're going to beat this coronavirus thing. The whole thing. <laughs> if we just start doing those nice little things for each other. Um, God, do I have a fait accompli? Fait accompli. Oh, boy. I would say if I'm going to have one, it's probably with my life partner, Cam. Yeah. You know, if I'm like, oh, God, he's... He hasn't picked up his goddamn pizza box or whatever, you know. He's already done it. Yeah, but 
I can't think of one off the top of my head where this has happened because I'm somebody that if I see something that's bothering me, I just do it or else mm-hmm. it drives me nuts. And so if it's if I'm thinking about it, chances are I'm also simultaneously doing it. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. So it would have to be something much bigger. Oh, my God. I have a fait accompli and a glitch at the same time. That's you. What is this? Do you remember the day you got engaged? Oh, yes. We were texting. Yeah. And I was like, when is that motherfucker going to propose? Oh, my God. And we were like, I don't know. I already showed him the ring that I want. Yes. So the ring was fait accompli, and he proposed yes. an hour later. Oh, my God. And you texted to tell me that. Dude, that's a huge. See, I wouldn't. Oh, my God. That's a huge that's one. That's a huge yeah. glitch. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't, I don't remember all my glitches. So I, I'm oh, helping you so by funny. helping you get married. Yeah. Can you help me with my new boyfriend yes. to make sure that I don't fuck this up? Hey, no problem. Problem okay. anytime. Yeah, give me a call. Like, if I, you know, am I reacting the way I should be or am I carrying some shit? Uh-huh. I have no problem telling you what I think. <laughs> so I can't help but notice that when I said fait accompli, the first thing you thought of was Cam's pizza box. Oh, yeah. Does he leave things around the house? He does. He think, he leaves all of his trash. So <laughs> instead, you know, instead of just taking something out of a wrapper and putting it in the trash can, he'll mm-hmm. put it on the counter. I don't know what he's saving it for or uh, if just that little extra bending down to the Uh, trash can. He had a good mom. You know, yeah. I don't know what's happening here, but obviously shit's been being picked up after him, Mm -hmm. you know, and not not saying that that was done intentionally so he doesn't pick up after himself. Or he was forced to pick up everything and then as an adult, he's like, I do what I want. This Mm, is my home. You know what I mean? Stubbornness. And so I think it maybe could, it could have probably been a mix. Like, hey, you have to clean your shit. And then when he went to college, he's like, I don't, I'm not gonna do any of that anymore. And then that's just kind of carried. Um, but yeah, that's one thing. I'm like, hey, you gotta clean up your shit, or I'll just do it. Yeah. Um, it just depends on how I'm feeling <laughs> that day. But yeah, that's what's the healthy way to do it? Because you're not supposed to withhold sex. So you can't be no. like, throw this away or no puss for you tonight. I make it kind of funny. I'm like, oh my god, were you saving this for me? Oh my god, babe, I've always wanted one of these. <laughs> like, I just be like an asshole about it, uh-huh. and then we laugh about it. But then I'm like, you know, seriously, pick up your shit, and then uh-huh. you know. So we'll do that a little bit. Um, or if it's just something that's like, this is bothering me. I can't get anything done until the kitchen's clean. I will just clean it without saying anything. Right. Or if it's a real disaster, I'll be like, listen, can you please, before you do anything else, do that? Mm -hmm. He doesn't argue with me. Like, he's not like, I don't do that. He totally knows he does. And so I think it's just, he's not thinking about it. It's a habit that he's Mm -hmm. had for God knows how long. And, uh, you know, got to work with that. You got to work with it. Got to work with it. There's shit you got to just deal with. Yeah. I'm looking forward to finding out more about the horrible things that my boyfriend's (laughs) getting Honestly, though, oh. when he sleeps over, I get up before him in the morning. Yeah. And I go journal upstairs, usually alone, and then I have to go to work. And he is a, a, a comedian, so he gets to do whatever the f- fuck he wants yeah. all the time. His life is amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Paying his bills with comedy. Come yeah. On. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets up, and he makes my bed, and then he opens my curtains so my plants have sunlight. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's so sweet. And the other day, I came home from work, and he had taken the garbage out. And Good man. Yeah, he makes himself breakfast and he does the dishes. Like yeah. he, I'm very scared about how perfect he is. And like, what's what's the real what's, thing? Here? When's what's, the other shoe gonna yeah, drop? Yeah, yeah. What are you hiding? Yep, yep. <laughs> and he puts it down. Come on. Like I was like, I would. This is amazing. I would accept. 
bad sex in exchange for such a wonderful partner. Right, such a clean bed. Uh, Yeah, but Mm -hmm. no, tick, 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 all my boxes. All Mm. my boxes. You know, sometimes it just is that good. And then some of the little things, like I feel like Cam and I were like, wow, it really is just this good. I've been waiting for the other Mm -hmm. shoe to drop with Cam for three and a half years now. And it's like, okay, maybe this is just, our relationship is great and we still get on each other's nerves and we still have things, but they're very minor. Like compared to, you know, I've dated somebody with substance abuse Mm -hmm. issues and I've dated somebody who was a serial cheater and all that stuff. And it's like you, if enough of those relationships, you think everybody has a big, big thing. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a big, big problem. However, not, not the case. Sometimes the problem is just the pizza box and everything else is really solid and you have the same values and Mm -hmm. you have the same, you know, vision for your future and everything. And it's not always a big, big, dark thing, you know? I think you're right. You're so, so wise now. Oh my God. I really try. It's because I have a ring on my finger now. Legit. <laughs> it changes you. Remember how wise I got when I was engaged? I was like, listen, as your mother. <laughs> I'm everyone's mom. Oh God. I'm trying to learn to mind my own business and stay in my own lane. Just keep my side of the street clean. And one day at a time. How yeah. many cliches can I do in a row? Yeah, that was really good. That <laughs> was excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two in the bush, one in the what? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> one in the stink. Yeah. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Uh-huh. I don't know. Something about the bush. Um, well, that semiotic scream was you coming to the conclusion that you have a fantastic relationship. I guess so. And that you're very happy yeah. and that you're not nervous to get married to him and spend your rest of your life with just him and only him forever and ever. <laughs> the same dick forever. <laughs> you know, I thought I would be... Because I've always been a commitment phobe, mm-hmm. and Cam is the first person I haven't felt that way with. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, like, maybe, okay, what if this is official at some point? Would I be freaking out? And I've been very relaxed about it. So very good. It's been very great good. to watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to come to the wedding. Yes, you are. And not drink. <laughs> um, and hopefully if I'm you can still smoke with, weed there. with my guy, uh, you He'll should fucking too. see him in a suit. <laughs> I, I look forward to that. He's fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, it's annoying how hot he is. Because I I'm like, I hate when I'm like out in public and I can see other women looking at him. Because I've ne- I haven't had that since like, I oh. get, my first husband was really attractive too. And I was always just like, oh, stop doing that. It's mine. But now I'm like. It's a nice compliment. Yeah. And you know that people are looking at you too. I don't so, see it. But he says that. Of course. So I'll believe are. it. If you, if even slight cleave is happening on you, all eyes. Boom. Boom. So no one's looking at me today. <laughs> I mean, you know, people still look, but those things are weapons and I know should be They're used dangerous. responsibly. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to start uh, monetizing them. We'll talk about that should. later. <laughs> My last segment is called That's a Wrap. Okay. But it's R-A-P. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's my favorite um, profound lyrics of the week. Okay. You know, I listen to rap almost exclusively. Yes, you do. Uh, and I have since I'm about nine. And um, I feel like a lot of the lyrics are very profound and Mm. speak to me. Mm. Um, And even if they don't relate to what I'm going through, I just think they're linguistically beautiful. Okay. Without further ado. Yeah. This is G-O-M-D by J. Cole. I know the reason you feel the way. I know just what you're going to be. So every day I thank the man upstairs that I ain't you and you ain't me. Get off my dick. (laughs) So profound. I know. I, what does that lyric mean to you, Adrian? Um, every day I think the man upstairs that I ain't you and you ain't me. Mm-hmm. Like I have found myself constantly being like uh, jealous of somebody for mm. their talents or their success or their, and then also looking at somebody being like, thank God 
either I didn't yeah. go through that or I don't have the personality to like manifest these horrible things that are happening to this person. Yeah. You know? So yeah. thank I thank the I thank the Lord that you I and you ain't me. Get off my dick is like we're different people. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't judge me. I can't judge you. You stay on your side of the street. I'll stay on my side of the street. I say yeah. get off my dick way more than I should. Way more than it's professional for sure. <laughs> uh, so that song just and if you hear this song, G O M D by J Cole, it's a fucking sick beat. Yeah, never heard it. And he says, "Get off my dick." It's great. Oh wow. So uh, I honestly, for you, I looked for tenacious D lyrics, but <laughs> none of them were profound. Oh, I disagree. You don't always have to fuck her hard. Sometimes, in fact, that's not right to do. Sometimes yeah. you have to make some love and fucking give her some smooches too. There you that go. That was for you. There you go. Tenacious <laughs> Thank D, you so much. Gently. Thank you so much. Sometimes you just got to show your true colors and not try to be, you know, the guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There you go. There's my profound, tenacious D moment. I'm enjoying making love. Mm. I didn't think mm. I would ever make love again. Yeah? And yeah. I'm making love and Whoa. it's great. Whoa. I mean, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes you just straight fuck. I dr- drilled <laughs> handles into my bed. Sometimes I'm not making love, you know? Uh, was that on air that we talked about that? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I drilled my headboard into my wall and drilled handles to the top of it. And I'm not ashamed of that. No. I'm in my prime. Hey, do what you gotta do. Until it's time to start trying to have babies. What are these handles made out of? They're like door handles you get at Home Depot. They're oh $3 God, each. That's I am so crafty now, Delaney. That's so cool. I go to Home Depot so much. And then if you're just honest with the dudes, what you're trying to do, like I was like, I need brackets to put like a headboard to a wall. And he's like, you can just use like straps. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I need like anchors and brackets. And oh he was like, God. what? And I was like, and my bed's destroyed on the bottom. So I need like rubber to make it stay. And he's like, what happened? And I was <laughs> like, buddy, what do you think happened? <laughs> And he was like, oh, and then he like escorted me to the aisle. He showed me some stuff. And he's like, I think these 40 pound anchors will do. And I was like, um, do you? And I was like, listen, I'm going through a divorce. Can you let me live? And he was like, let's do the, let's do the seven, five yeah, pound yeah. anchors. I'll we go and install them for you. No big deal. Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. I drilled, I drilled them myself. And then, um, actually he helped, he helped me do it a little bit too. Yeah. Um, I really like to do things myself. Uh, very, yeah. very independent. Yeah. But every once in a while I'm like, yeah, I need help. I got to see your new place. You got it. Yeah. You fucking got to. Yeah. Maybe after Corona. Yeah. After Corona, we'll do our thing. Yeah. And we got some other business. Yeah. Yeah. We got some other business. We got some to other business to. to attend. You know. You know. You fucking know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> You can follow myself or Delaney. Delaney is at, at Delaney Fisher on Instagram. Yes. She's also uh, at Dicks by Delaney. Yeah. And then Dicks by Delaney.com. If you want to buy your own special <laughs> dick for your own special person, I highly recommend. Yes. They are funny. My mom has the OG one. Oh, my God. From years so ago. So funny. She still has it. She still laughs every time she uses it. Oh, my God. That's mm-hmm. the greatest, dude. Yeah, your mom was one of my first, like, uh, customers that bought and that I had to, like, package and ship to. Yeah. Yeah. She supports small business run by a woman. Yeah, she does. Was also best friends with her daughter. Of yeah. course, done and done, <laughs> done and done. So, uh, and then you can listen to her on Self Helpless Podcast, which I believe yeah. just hit the top 100 on iTunes. Yes, which that was very we've exciting. Had like 17 million downloads or whatever. Millions of downloads. <laughs> Quite scary. Yes. Like it's very cool, and I'm like, oh my god, so many people know people my secrets, recognize you, yeah. out and about, and there's pictures. Oh my god, yeah. your stories are so fun. <laughs> I love watching it because you used to be so bad at social media. <laughs> I know. I and was every time terrible. I'm like, look at her go. You were one of those people who would use like your pointer finger and the rest of your fingers flex in the air while you touched your phone. It was like, sweet pee, what are we doing? Oh God, you tried to teach me so many times and yeah. it just didn't, it never, I never retained the information. As a, as a social media marketer and uh, someone who has a degree in computer science, yeah. it was offensive. 
your Luddite behavior was offensive. But we got through it together. You've grown so much. Thank you. I've been humbled uh, by being cheated on. And we're different people than we were. You're going to get married. I'm going to maybe have a kid out of wedlock once I take the IUD out. Nice. Shit's going to change. If you have a dream about that, will you please hit me up? I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will definitely. I got, you know, I've had some crazy... Yeah. Premonition dreams. I mean, we just hit the surface, but uh, I also had a dream about uh, somebody dying and it happened. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, ooh, I don't know how many, you know, that you can like hone in your intuition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it scares me. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. Mm. Right? I think you should, though. I think it's your responsibility if you have Maybe that gift. If I have some you intel. Know? I think you should work on it. Like people that have amazing eyes, it's like wear eyeliner. People, the world wants you to wear eyeliner <laughs> so we can see those amazing eyes and mascara, you know? Let them pop. I got to start show. reading more books. Yeah. Psychic books. 100%. Mm. You're also a consultant, a creative consultant. I am. Where can we yeah. find that? Yeah. Uh, DelaneyFisher.com, just for everything. You can find the dicks there in the podcast and you can apply to work with me one-on-one. Uh, I mainly help podcasters, small business owners, and stand-up comedians. Those are like the three main, main creative types I help, but I've also been working with uh, bloggers and writers and stuff as well performers so you know just depends Mm -hmm. um i can only accept a few people at a time so if uh you know if you want to work together and i'm full at that time don't worry we will contact you when a spot opens up your dick mug won't be full for too long (laughs) that's right it'll it'll deplete as it does that's right when you take care of (laughs) it exactly nurture your dick and it'll take care of you forever (laughs) well delaney it was good to see you um post corona wait and see what delaney and i are up to next oh yeah and uh, for more glitches, you can go uh, to glitchinpodcast.com and email me, hey, at glitchinpodcast.com for your own glitches. I would love to hear about them. And we'll see you next time. Bye, glitches. Bye.